0: Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Em, and I'm Kira, and I feel like this could potentially be my most jam-packed roundup that we've had so far. (laughs) I feel like I haven't spoken to you in ages, so do you want to kick it off with the
1: weekly high and low? Absolutely, I'm so excited to hear your roundup because I know you've had an exciting (laughs) week. But I've actually technically cheated this time, and I have got myself two highs, um, and those highs are both food-related because I'm just living the best life. Also love (laughs) that. So, my first high is that yesterday, which is Saturday for anyone that cares, um, I went for afternoon tea with my mum, my brother, my sister, and also my brother's girlfriend, and it was so so lovely. We went to this restaurant um, in like the beginning of June for my mum's birthday. It's in Malham in North Yorkshire, um, and it's like a really really lovely restaurant. They've got such a great vegan menu, um, and they do afternoon tea, um, they found out that they do vegan afternoon tea as well, so me and Holly, Cav's girlfriend, are both vegan, so we oh, were I didn't very know excited. That. So they had like, there was like a little mini vegan burger that they had on like the sandwich section, like sandwiches wrapped, they had vegan scones and then also like brownie and like carrot cake and all sorts it was like a really good selection yeah um and it was just like a really really i love afternoon tea just love afternoon tea so that was the first one the second high of the week kind of goes back to my low last time which was that me and jay were gonna go to get pancakes from the double dutch pancake house oh did you get them closed. so we literally just went this morning we went for pancakes um I say I got a pancake because I was like, you know what, that's enough for me. After the last time on my birthday, where I got the pancake yeah. and the milkshake, I nearly <laughs> felt like I was gonna die. So I got the <laughs> pancake and just like a standard cup of tea. Um, Jay, on the other hand, decided to go for a pancake and a waffle. So he got Whoa. A waffle, it comes like a, a waffle sandwich. So there's like a waffle filled with ice cream and then another waffle on top. And he also had banana and golden syrup on top. And then his pancake was blueberries, whipped cream, crushed Maltesers and like some Dutch caramel syrup thing. So he he ate a lot. Did he get a milkshake uh, as well or just that? No, he got orange juice I think for something a bit more refreshing. But I was like, I felt a little bit sick at the end of watching him finish eating because I was just like, I can't. That's like when you you see TikToks of people doing the 10,000 calorie challenge. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I feel like it was just... I love watching a 10,000 calorie challenge, but seeing it right there in front of me, I was like, bloody yeah, I feel like, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> um, but my pancake was just Biscoff, maple syrup and strawberries, which was really, really nice. nice. I do, however, think they're Biscoff. And it must just be regular Biscoff because they can't use the brand name, I guess, if it's not. But it just feels more heavy than the Biscoff that I use at home because I think that is what tipped me over the edge last time and very nearly pushed me to the edge this time as well. <laughs> so... I think next time I might just go for just strawberries and syrup because that is just like a nice standard option but what's your favorite one that you've got from there because i know you've had some good ones as well
0: yeah i definitely so i've had the nutella and strawberries and Mm -hmm. had white chocolate on i think um but then so i really liked that one but then the one that i got last time which was like the breakfast pancake which had strawberries bananas greek yogurt and honey that was definitely Mm. my favorite because it was just so refreshing like it just felt more like a breakfast um And I didn't feel like I had to roll out of there. So it was really Mm. nice. And I just love anything with like Greek yogurt, not on its own. You know how much I hate Greek yogurt on its own, (laughs) but with other things that make it sweeter. Like, I just love that. So yeah, that's my favorite. I actually had pancakes yesterday. Ben made pancakes Mm -hmm. and I had maple syrup and strawberries.
1: And it's just just such a a winning combination. combination. Yeah. I just feel like strawberries, especially at this time of year, are just like too good not to have on pancakes. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just so, so nice. And I was kind of, like I say, love biscoff a lot I know you don't but I do but mm-hmm. I kind of regretted getting it because I felt like it took away a little bit from the refreshingness of the overall pancake experience but on the whole it was great and I was so glad that we were able to go and get pancakes today um so those are my highs of the week really great week of food um second though as my low we have the fact that you'll be able to relate to this um we got our ear ears pierced together yeah in when was it like April now May? Uh, April? I don't even know, you know. Uh, May it probably he- I
0: think no no it was April when everything like the shops opened.
1: Yeah. So April. So it's been a few months now. We've both got our helix pierced at like the top of our ear and it just will not heal. Oh. Like See, it's I feel just, like mine's finally healed. Well, I've been there. I've been there. Mm. And then it just comes back. It's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then just like something as simple as like knocking it with your yeah. headphone or something like that. And then it just sets it back. And I'm I like, also feel like masks don't help with the strings no. around your ear. It's just so annoying because I'm like, I just, I've never had this before with piercings. I've had quite a lot of ear piercings, including I've had that one done like three different times and it's never taken this long to heal, but maybe it's at old age. Um, yeah. And my body not regenerating as quickly as it wants <laughs> did. But yeah, those are my highs and lows. What
0: about you? Okay, so I actually don't know what to pick as my high because I feel like the whole week was a high. Like oh, I'm nice. boycotting a low this week because this week has honestly just been kind of perfect. <laughs> uh, is so, low the fact that it has to end? Yeah, my low is the fact that um, I'm back in work tomorrow. <laughs> right. So I obviously had a week off work and yeah, it was just one entire high. My boyfriend lives in London, so I went up, so he's moving to York, like, soon, uh, but Mm -hmm. he is in London currently, so I went up for a week, and I stayed with his family, and we did loads of London stuff, and it was just so exciting to kind of see London and go to places that a Londoner would go, if
1: that makes sense. Like, Like, from a local perspective. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It was so lovely. Like, the one thing that I never, ever would have done, um, which... So I've got, like, two favourite things that we did, um, Mm -hmm. but the one thing that I never would have imagined... So we went to Camden on... I was gonna say the day, but I can't remember because this whole <sighs> week's been a blur. We went to Camden, and then we walked round to Primrose Hill, and we got cupcakes mm-hmm. at Primrose Bakery, which I had a list of things I wanted to do in London, and Primrose Bakery was on my list because I follow them on Instagram, and I remember Taylor Swift saying in an interview like years ago that it was one of her f- favorite <laughs> places in London. <laughs> so every time I go, I go there and I get cupcakes. And we got the cupcakes from Primrose Bakery, and then walked up Primrose Hill. And when you sit at the top, and um, I-, I didn't even know this was there you can see the whole like skyline like you can see the whole of London and it's really really peaceful and quiet which is rare in a city as big as London Mm -hmm. and we just sat on top of the hill ate the cupcakes and like looked out onto London so that was definitely a high of the week um, and just something that I never would have done and then also something that probably is more likely that you'd see from a tourist perspective because I think you'd see it on Instagram but I didn't know it existed was I said to Ben it would be really nice to go for brunch somewhere and Mm -hmm. he booked this place for the next morning and we set off really early and we got there and it was called duck and waffle if anyone's been to london and i would like if you do one thing in london i would recommend this and primrose hill as like the two things to do so it's on the 40th floor it's near liverpool street station it's on this massive skyscraper building and you sit on the 40th floor and have brunch and you just look out onto the whole of london and i did include a lot of this on in a reel on instagram yeah i did two london reels and They're my best reel work, I think. I'm so (laughs) happy with them. Um, And the first reel has quite a few clips of it. The brunch was amazing. And to be honest, not that much more expensive than normal brunch, Um, but it was just such like a, I would say like a once in a lifetime experience because it's not something that I would usually do. And yet you could see the whole of London. It was lovely food. It was just such a nice morning. So what I got when I was there was, it was waffles with crushed Mm. hazelnuts, vanilla ice cream, homemade nutella so their own nutella and then okay. bananas that were entirely like entirely caramelized so if you like crack Ooh. them with a spoon you could crack them like that's wow. how caramelized they were it's satisfying. on my reel if you want to see what it looked like um and i think ben got like smoked salmon and eggs benedict something like that but Boring. the food was <laughs> the food was Sorry, insane <laughs> yeah he if he listens to this he's gonna be like damn you
1: <laughs> no, anyway. i'm sorry um, but next to uh, caramelized bananas yeah. waffles and all that well good stuff. he's
0: like scared of bananas so he found it quite traumatizing but... every time we talk
1: about ben i'm like what is going on in that guy's head when it comes to food <laughs> to be fair my mom also
0: is traumatized by bananas i feel like a lot of people don't like bananas but i find them really inoffensive especially when they're cooked in caramel i love
1: a banana i just think there's so much you can do with a banana
0: yeah, like, I agree, and they're so they're filling. They're just so
1: versatile, and also, like, so nutritious. So, yeah. Jay actually was just saying the other day, he was like, if you were trapped on a desert island, but it had a banana tree, you'd be fine. Like, because there's so much, like, they're obviously starchy fruit, so they give <laughs> you a are lot you of talking sustenance. about this? Um, I mean, when you've been with someone for eight years, the conversations get really interesting, yeah. because you, you've covered the basics, so... Start talking about desert islands and how to survive. (laughs) I mean, we love a bit of potassium as well. Yeah, I'm a big banana fan. And they also, at the top of this
0: uh, restaurant, did the best mocha I have ever tasted. Mm, And I drink a a lot of mochas. Yeah, it was just aesthetically and tasted just amazing. 10 out of 10. So, those are my two highlights, I would say, like of the week. Um, Mm. And the third high, if I'm gonna pick a third high, is that I am now a dog person. I really do think I've been I converted. Never... Would you mean like you prefer dogs to cats? Okay, so I have never been in a household like for an extended period of time with dogs. Like I've never had a dog. I've never lived with anyone who has a dog. Um, and Ben has two Cocker Spaniels. And oh my gosh, coming down in the morning for breakfast and they have a baby gate where so the dogs like can't always yeah. go upstairs. And them wagging their tails, literally perched (laughs) up on the baby gate, so happy to see you. I'm like, Bobo never welcomes me like
1: this, which that's because cats just have such a sense of superiority. Like they are the main character they and have we are very just, we're just side in characters in, in in their lives um i have a point though me and jay have discussed this a lot so jays family have always had cats he's had a dog as well um but i feel like his family would describe themselves as a cat family yeah. whereas my mum never had pets um me and my sister were allowed to get rabbits at one point but then my dad had a dog um so i'd like kind of only experienced life with a dog of the two. Um, And so I always thought I was a dog person, but I never disliked cats. I've never been like a, I only like dogs and cats are horrible. But obviously now I have a cat of my own and I think he's great. But the point of this statement is to raise the point that I think that on the whole, the best ever dog is probably cuter than the best ever cat. Like if you put the you dog. Yeah, we've had this conversation before. I agree with you. Yeah. But yeah, but then on the whole, there's a lot of dogs that you're like, ooh, yeah. your cats cute. are always cute. But generally speaking, I don't see many cats where I'm like, what on earth is that cat doing? Like, it's yeah. usually pretty, like, standardly cute, so... I think yeah. they've just got totally different energy. Like, I'm only joking, like, I still
0: absolutely love cats. I love Bobo. But I've always been like, I'm not sure I'd want a dog if I was older, but now I think I would be happy having both. <laughs> like, yeah. it has to be both. <laughs>
1: I do feel like a dog is like kind of as as they're like getting a child, like they yeah, like there's so a lot needed. more care that goes into it. Um, whereas cats, they do kind of like do their own thing, but they are both great. I think. Mm. Go cats, go dogs. We it, love was them a, it was just a it
0: was just fun experience because I've never really been around dogs. So yeah, that <laughs> was another high of the week. Um, I feel like
1: I'm hogging this roundup so I mean we knew this was going to (laughs) happen because first of all you were going to have a great week in general and second of all my week has been predominantly just work and love island before we get into love island because I know we're going to talk about that when you talked about once in a lifetime experiences of Mm -hmm. going up a skyscraper uh, it popped into my head another kind of strange conversation that Jay and I had which is that almost every morning when we set off to the gym there's just these two huge hot air balloons just flying and one of them says virgin experiences so we looked it up and it is expensive to go in these hot air balloons Um, I think it's like a few hundred pounds to go on one that's like with other people and then there was like it's over a thousand pounds to do an experience for just two people um, and they suggest they suggest that that is for like proposals so here's the thing that me and Jay have been discussing is that like wouldn't it be weird if you got proposed to in a hot air balloon because it's not just you two, it's you two and then the hot air balloon operator. So that guy just has to stand there as you've been proposed to and then you're having your romantic (laughs) experience and then you just like stood there with this one other random person. Would he not be enlisted Um, to take photos of the proposal? I'm sure he would, but I just feel like it's oddly intimate, like more so than if you were proposed to in a public space with lots of people because it's just you, your partner, and then one other guy who you're in a basket with. So like... That is wild, and you've paid a we lot putting money for in a that. request. Is that why this came up? <laughs> I was putting in a request to not be proposed to and not have balloon because I would not <laughs> want that. <laughs> um, but anyway, just thought I'd raise that as well. So, Love Island. um I'm, I'm obsessed. Part of my week. I'm obsessed. It's taken over my life, genuinely. Especially because you were away this week, so I didn't have any <laughs> social engagements. So it was just me. <laughs> I'm back now, it's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm that sorry, means we'll, you've been replaced. With that Love means Ireland. we'll
0: have something to watch. So the day that we meet up and have dinner, we can save the night
1: before's is Love Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I always... I'm always a day behind, like as in... Oh, okay. Because we, our li- like, live TV doesn't work, we only watch things on catch-up and streaming services, so I'm always watching yesterday's episode the day after so yeah um this season i am enjoying it there has been some drama this week and it's Mm -hmm. been getting a little bit spicier um however what's really been setting my world on fire has been season five it's just so good what you've been re-watching a different season so i've never seen season five before season five remind me who's that (laughs) this is the exact conversation we had last time but that is tommy and molly (gasps) Mae, curtis Maura. So, I'm obsessed. I'm literally like, move over Romeo and Juliet. It's Tommy and Molly May for me. They're just so cute. And I'm like, how nice that they're still together. What a, yeah. what a great Tommy and Molly story. May. They d- recently had their two-year anniversary. And I was I saw... <laughs> and, like, it is weird that I know that. <laughs> well, it was like, I was said to Jay, I was like, do you know what today is? And he was like, no, what? And I'm like, it's Tommy and Molly May's two-year anniversary. And he's like, great. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, I also really do like Curtis um although mm. every time i see him i just keep thinking of the clips of him and aj yeah. on holy and i'm like oh yeah. curtis Or the one of him
0: when he's telling
1: amy which you might not have
0: i think like you will yeah have seen it, i'm he's almost like, at the edge now like, i want to be the person that makes everyone a coffee in the morning <laughs> classic <laughs> absolutely classic going oh, back yes. to this season i want liberty to win with my whole heart like not sure how I feel about Jake. He still needs to prove his one. I don't want Jake
1: to win. Um, yeah. I but... really
0: don't. I, I think he is a bit snakey if I'm honest. But Liberty, oh, I just want to be friends with her. And also... She just seems really am warming nice.
1: to Chloe. I'm actually warming I to I am. Chloe. Do you know what? I think that, obviously, the statement that she came in with was, like, that she mm. drunk calls her married work colleague on the weekends. Um, so I was like, okay, interesting flex, um, but that is fine. But actually, like, she seems quite nice, and people are really mad with her because she's, like, made a move on someone who mm-hmm. was in a coupling. But literally, like, that is what the whole show is all about. Yeah, is like, and what, You know... And coupling like, isn't doesn't mean they're in an actual
0: relationship. So. Absolutely
1: not. And also, like, they're just so fresh into it at the moment like everyone is gonna move around she was just putting it out there because you are in there for yourself and to find someone for you so I'm like she's just doing what's best for her um Mm -hmm. Toby is the one who's actually in the coupling so it really should be on him if there's any Mm -hmm. critique but again I'm like you know what that is what this whole show is all about and people are acting as if she's literally like cheated with him it's like you're not like an official couple and if you were I don't think she would have done it but yeah, so I'm I'm definitely warming to Chloe. Um, I think she's fun. I'm yeah, glad there's two other new girls in there as well because I don't think any of the other girls, the old ones, were kind of being very welcoming to Chloe, whereas I feel like now no. that there's two new people in it... They seem to have like a, a little few... friendship group going on. Yeah, of like the new girls who people don't want to talk to because they're threatened. I saw, um. I saw people
0: say that the best relationship to come out of this year's Love Island is Kaz and the Petite friendship, which I
1: really like. I, I did thought that see was that, fun. Yeah, um, that was cute. I like it when you can
0: see other kind of relationships going
1: on in the villa. Like, as we always say, just as important. Absolutely, it is a lot of fun. Um, and then finally on Love Island, Hugo. I love No, Hugo. right, Kate. Okay. This,
0: this honestly, so me and Ben have watched it every single night together, and we were mm-hmm. so annoyed by that challenge where Hugo wasn't picked. I really think the show, like, the people who make Love Island shouldn't have done it that way. I think every boy should have been picked, and once they yeah, were in like, jail... Yeah, you should have in had jail, to pick like,
1: yeah. whoever was like, left, if,
0: yeah. If they wanted if they knew that certain people were going to pick, like, say, for example, Chloe picking Toby, Mm -hmm. if they knew that there was going to be drama going on, they should have ordered it so that the girls that went first were the ones that would kick it all off and have Mm -hmm. the drama, but then the rule should have been that once every boy was picked, then you could go into jail and take someone out. If you haven't watched this challenge, it's going to sound so weird, but it was just like a police-themed fun (laughs) challenge, not real jail. I thought (laughs) it was really, really bad of the producers to let that happen. It's, like, it's
1: it's no I wonder that felt wellbeing so issues sad occur. For him. Yeah, like, he just seems so nice. I think of all the boys on this season, I would be most likely to go for Hugo yeah, because he I just seems like too. a nice person. Um, yeah. So I was really sad for him about that, and then also the discussion that came up about plastic surgery and Mm. I just feel like he wasn't being malicious he He was just saying his preference which I think everyone's entitled to have but then they kind of said that he doesn't understand about being insecure when he has a physical disability disability. it's like, Faye, really? not to say that she can't also have insecurities but I feel like she's got a very funnel vision view of like her experience is the only one that counts and she doesn't take into account anyone else's yeah, like exactly. life experience as well. I but, think uh,
0: yeah. I think it's very hypocritical because there have been so many clips of the girls like making fun of Hugo, like pretending they'd pick him as a joke. Like when they say, "Oh, who are you gonna couple up with?" Like in a private conversation, there's been clips of them going, Haha, "I'd go for Hugo," like making fun of him. But they don't like it when he suggests that he wouldn't go for them. Like it's it's yeah. just a bit. I don't know. I do feel really sorry for Hugo. That challenge actually broke my heart.
1: He just seems so nice yeah so, i'd pick you hugo i'm on team hugo yeah me if too. only liberty wasn't into jake and then they could i make said the that. world's nicest couple no
0: seriously if liberty and hugo got together they would win that hands down absolutely so yeah is that is that the end of the
1: roundup we <laughs> feel like we have a very heavy love island section i really do think so i feel like that is everything that i've got to say this week but mm-hmm. let's move on to the main section the main theme Woo. Okay, the main section. I honestly feel a little bit out of practice. It's only been like a week, but I feel like I I didn't even know how to start this section. So I'm gonna hand straight over to you. You can kick it off. I also think like it's been a long time since we
0: did a theme that was a list. So I feel this like I'm a bit true, out of yeah. practice. We've done a lot of like long, rambly, Discussion open topics. Yeah. But we are bringing back the list. The list, the classic. We love a good list. We've got a few list ideas and everyone seems to like them. So mm. today's list theme is going to be the things that bring us comfort. So anything, it can be small, it can be big, that if you're feeling like you need to be comforted, it will bring that to you. I feel like I saw this. I can't remember why I thought of this. I think I saw someone post um, just on Instagram and they said that, I think they they were reading with a cup of tea and they were like it brings me comfort like whenever I need to feel comforted I always turn to this and it just Mm -hmm. made me think that that's such a lovely thing to think of so let's talk about our comforts do you want me to kick it off yeah you go ahead Okay, so I've got a variety in here, like, (laughs) literally two of them, if you, like, compare them. They're just so random. But the first one I'm going to go for is listening to Taylor Swift's old music. So this one Mm -hmm. ties into nostalgia. I remember specifically I went through a period of time, I think I was in first or second year of university, And I kept feeling really panicky. I don't Mm -hmm. know if it, maybe it was first year of university because that was like first time away from home properly. Yeah. And especially like when I was getting the train from Liverpool to Leeds, I got really panicky if it was busy and I felt like I wasn't going to be able to breathe. When I was in high school, I actually had like therapy for anxiety. Um, But then- it got a lot better. But I remember I went through a a time period where I used to feel really like like overwhelmed when I was on public transport. And whenever I felt like that, I would put on say the Speak Now album or the Red album. And it sounds so silly, but it just instantly gave me something to focus on something that made me feel really comforted really secure and it always sorted me out so now whenever if i really need to feel kind of just comforted i guess Mm -hmm. i put on her older albums because i've been a taylor swift fan since i was like 10 or 11 so 12 years now so it does transport me back to a time of you know living at home me and my best friend hannah at the time were like so obsessed with taylor swift like i remember know. when it was taylor swift's 25th birthday we made her a cake and ate it ourselves like, oh wow we were obsessed like what i cake? have a taylor swift tattoo it was red velvet nice we knew that was her favorite flavor like we were like in a totally safe and not weird way like a not little a bit obsessed. Like, yeah. yeah like it was just something because she has quite a big fan base i think
1: do you well, think I know, like yeah she does do have really? quite a big fan
0: base like people get really into it because she's quite engaged with the fans and so it felt like this community and just this time in my life where I had something that was really just like lovely so now listening back to it is nostalgic and it always comforts me so that's my first one particularly speak now and read I feel like a lot of people when they want to feel comforted would turn to music that they mm-hmm. loved when they were younger
1: yeah absolutely well I'm gonna go for something very very similar I also okay. think I don't know this might be a theme of yours as well but I feel like nostalgia in general yeah. is comforting so that's a theme of all of mine I think um bar like maybe one um so the first one maybe a little bit weird to some people but I kind of got back in touch recently with some music that I used to listen oh, to when no. I was a teenage. I know it's going to be <laughs> This is Um, going to directly show our comparison. So I used to, as like a teenager, when I was like 15 or 16, I was really into like screamo pop punk music. (laughs) Um, So I would specifically, I really loved Pierce the Veil. I liked Sleeping With Sirens, Linkin Park, all of those types of ones. And I recently added a load of their songs back into my gym playlist because they like really like pump me up and, and everything. But also... Like, they make me feel very, very peaceful, which I feel like maybe that's <laughs> surprising to anyone who doesn't like that kind of music. I feel like would not maybe get that sensation yeah. because it maybe, to the outer, you know, the the outsider's ear sounds a little <laughs> bit aggressive. But actually, like, a lot of the songs have really, like calming or like uplifting or comforting messages Um, and they take me back to a time where I was like a lot more like you. I had a lot more issues with things like anxiety, my mood was lower, I was dealing with like a a fair few different problems Um, and that type of music was just like a big source of comfort then and so when I listen to it now it's kind of like a nostalgia for a time that was kind of like a sad time but also kind of like a I made it, so it's kind of like a weird uplifting mixture yeah. of like love of sadness, but also woohoo. so yeah, I think I think it's very
0: natural to reach for things that have brought you comfort in the past when you needed it like yeah. again when you need it in the present day yeah i think nostalgia but now looking at my list i hadn't really thought of that but definitely i would say four out of five of these are definitely linked to nostalgia mm-hmm. so i love that we have a similar one this always happens with lists it we really always does. don't talk we don't compare lists before we record. because no, that would and then we spoil end up having, yeah <laughs> okay so my second one <laughs> is going to sound just really trivial but spaghetti bolognese.
1: Hey, <laughs> like, we love a spaghetti bowl.
0: If you give me a bowl of spaghetti bolognese, it will instantly remind me of being sat at like the breakfast bar at my parents' house and just chatting to my mum after school and just eating her bolognese, sometimes mm. with garlic bread, always with tons of cheese, tons and of cheese. It just yeah. me back to great times or thinking great like, times. Yeah. <laughs> See, I love a
1: pun, but that even cringed me out. (laughs) You always cringe at my puns. You never like them. I'm sorry, but I'm just doing it for myself at this (laughs) point.
0: Or even, like, spaghetti bolognese reminds me of being in Italy and having spaghetti bolognese. Like, such a variety of different memories, but all of them are good. Like, have you ever had a bad spaghetti bolognese memory. I was about I'm to say, I to feel like one. there's
1: no time in my life where pasta hasn't made a situation better. Yeah, so exactly. Like, just pasta in general. It's just really good. Um, with spaghetti bolognese, what I used to do when I was younger is like, you know, you'd put a bit of grated cheese on, eat that bit with the cheese on and then put more cheese on and yes. just keep cheesing until Absolutely. the very end. Um, but I love a spag bowl Such a good meal. Um, mm. Okay, I've decided I'm just going to keep in line with yours. Um, I'm just taking your lead here. Okay. Um, from my pool of suggestions that i've written for myself um and this one is super simple also connected to after school memes and that is um buttery toast i love that yes so comforting so like now as a grown-up i don't often have buttered toast that much because i'm like it's not that healthy i should probably have like you know peanut butter that doesn't have any additives or you know something a little bit healthier or i just don't really make toast that often but when I really want something that's just, like, comforting, I'll just get, like, a loaf of Warburton's toasty bread, put it in the toaster, make it really, really dark, and then lather on tons and tons and tons of butter. Um, and I always used to have a coffee and a chat with my mum after school, um, which was always that. really nice. Um, and I used to be... I hate lunches. Like, I still struggle with lunch now because I'm just like, what does someone eat for lunch? It's, like, the bane of my life. So... I would often eat breakfast, not really anything during the day at school, and then come home, have a load of toast, and then have dinner. So I'd get home, have my coffee, put a load of toast in the toaster, gorge myself on that, and then also have dinner. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So much respect for
0: that. food. I just think comfort food and food that is tied to memories is mm-hmm. always going to be a comfort. We've
1: talked about this before, I think. Yeah, it like just... certain food, meals. Food just really takes you back, especially if there's something that, like, is not something that you've taken with you into, like, a regular yeah. part of your, like, adult diet that I feel like then it kind of just, like, remains... Like a memory of that, like specific time. So when you have it, it reminds you of that time of your life. So exactly,
0: I just think like anything that like certain smells, sound, tastes like your senses are so mm-hmm. linked to comfort. Yeah. um So yeah, I like that we have both had a food one. Moving on, my third one that I'm going to go for. I I'm I'm guess the only one. Oh yeah. Okay, no, gonna uh, wait,
1: wait, I was going to guess that it might be a TV one,
0: but... No, see, I was going to pick One Tree Hill, but then I was like, I've talked about that too much. So just assume that One Tree Hill is always, always on my list to you, of comfort. Yeah. Um. So the third one that I'm going to go for, Sandwiched In, is the one that isn't linked to nostalgia, but the thing that will always sort me out if I need some kind of comfort. So a lot of these actually would involve maybe me going home to my parents or Mm -hmm. going somewhere like that isn't easily in reach um but one thing wherever i am if i do it will always comfort me is going and buying a new book and sitting in a coffee shop and starting that new book with Mm. a hot chocolate like that will always sort me out like no matter where (laughs) i am who i'm with how old i am i believe that will always comfort me
1: i really just i respect that how nice yeah
0: yeah it's just so
1: scenic bought any good books since you've been in london I have, so
0: I I went to, actually stumbled across it by accident, Daunt Books, which I think is pretty famous in London, mm-hmm. um, had a wander around there, didn't buy anything, because um, I, I told myself I wasn't going to buy any books, <laughs> um, what a lie that was, then what I a went lie, to,
1: what a lie, what a lie. What a lie. <laughs>
0: I was going to sing the next bit but I don't want to like break people's eardrums. Uh so then I went to two different Waterstones and I bought one in each. So I bought one in the Waterstones in Westfield. I got Sunset by Jessie Cave, which I know oh, you're I'm excited so for. I'm so excited.
1: I just love Jessie Cave so much. She is hilarious. Yeah. It just sounds
0: so good. It's about two sisters, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And you know I love a sister bond. So that's what I saw the word,
1: podcast. I haven't. So it's called. We can't talk about that right now. And it's co-hosted by Jessie and her sister Bebe. Um And I think oh, that their okay. relationship is kind of like a bit of an inspo for the book. Okay. But they are so funny together. So I think I like might it. listen to
0: that before I read it. Then.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so I bought that one, and then I went to. The Mothership, Waterstones Piccadilly, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I bought the Reese's Book Club pick for this month, which is The Paper Palace, I can't remember who it's by, but that's on my Instagram if you want mm-hmm. to go and see who it's by, um, and I'm going to be reading that this week, so I will report back on that in next week's podcast, but nice. that one, as soon as I saw it, it was like a, it was described as a complex family drama set in Cape Cod, um, so I'm really excited for that, and that was the other book that I bought, so yeah, buying a new book always sorts me out. Followed by hot
1: chocolate is the elite combo. What a vibe, really do, do do respect that. However, what just brought me the opposite of comfort, I'm not sure what that word was. I didn't realise how much this word affected me, but you just said the word cod and that made me feel really unwell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually
0: agree with you there. In the context of Cape Cod, I guess you can't really avoid it, but I would never normally say cod because
1: I'm not a fish eater. No, and I don't know why, like, you can say the word salmon and whatever, but I think haddock and cod or trout, they're just really uncomfortable words for me to personally hear, so... I'm sorry for offending you that way. It's okay, I'm you know, sorry I'm... for bringing you the opposite of comfort. It's something I didn't even know about myself until you said it and I just got a distinct feeling of like, ooh, I do not like that. <laughs> um, okay, so, you didn't talk about TV, but next up I am going to talk about TV. Okay, bring it on. Um, so... TV in general is something that is very comforting because generally speaking, I don't actually do a lot of watching new things. I just, I'm, I'm a serial re-watcher and I just love going back to things that I know that I enjoy. So I thought I'd just do a little snapshot of some of the shows that bring me comfort that okay. I re-watch quite frequently. Um, so first up is the OG, it's Friends. The show yes, that I yep. had like all the box sets for, I used to go to sleep watching it and then I'd just wake up to the... and i'd be like oh that's been playing all night long but it was always just very comforting so friends up there we also have kind of relating to pierce the veil and my listening to sad songs to get comfort skins which i used to watch a lot a lot when i was younger i've never seen that so good but equally i don't think it would be good to watch now if you've never seen it before i think it's only something that you can like appreciate if you had the connection to it when you were younger because if you watch it as yeah. an adult you'll be like mm, what's this really all about like why do people yeah. like this but when you're like 13. It's like, wow, how exciting and glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, So Skins is definitely up there. Gilmore Girls is on the list. I absolutely love it. Um, Related to
0: Gilmore Girls, yeah. I showed, so basically, we were talking about channel growth, and I was because obviously I've stopped making YouTube videos, mm-hmm. and so I was watching one of yours because obviously I still <laughs> watch YouTube, or aka I still watch your videos, and um, Ben was like, oh, how many subscribers does Kira have? And then when I told him, obviously he was like, whoa. So we were talking about how you got there, and I i was talking about your rory gilmore video and then i showed him you next to rory gilmore and he was shooketh shooketh
1: it's really fun to be a lookalike apparently
0: you are such like every time i see it certain photos of you and certain photos of her it's like you could be
1: twins I love it. I, it's, it brings me a lot of joy because I, I just love Gilmore Girls so much. I'm like, imagine if I really looked like someone who I never even knew, like a show that I or don't who you didn't watch. like. Yeah. Whereas I love Gilmore Girls, love Rory Gilmore, so it's always a great one to hear. It's um, a vibe. What a vibe. Um, so Gilmore Girls, Call the Midwife is on my comfort mm-hmm. list of TV shows. Um, Miranda, Gavin, and Stacey. Yes. Gavin just and Stacey. like the classics peep show i love peep show Um, i like peep show but i have to be in the right mood otherwise it can bring me down (laughs) (laughs) i just love it i think it's hilarious um i had a friend at um the emmerdale studio experience beth and we pretty much almost solely communicate in peep show references and memes so love that it's a real vibe so yeah those tv shows i just think it's so nice to return back to stuff that you know that you love that brings you joy just yeah so it's
0: similar to music and also like childhood favorite books they mm-hmm. just transport you to the time that you first watched listened read them um and it's again nostalgia yeah. so tying into nostalgia number four is so the last two of mine are kind of related in the fact that they both relate to going to where i grew up but okay. the fourth one is short and sweet The sound of seagulls. Mm. I grew up by the sea, and a lot of people might find that noise annoying. But whenever I hear, disconcerting,
1: in fact, yeah, terrifying, yeah, terrifying.
0: Um, but me and my dad both agree on this. Like my dad says he could never live anywhere that doesn't have seagulls or that doesn't have the sound of seagulls because it just reminds him of being by <laughs> the sea. Um, and like that fresh air and just, it's just so nice living by the sea. Obviously I no longer do live by the sea so I don't agree that I could never live anywhere without seagulls, but I Your do
1: sometimes has really loud seagulls though.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, and every like time I hear it. it.
1: Where are we? Every time I hear
0: it, it comforts me, yeah. I just think it's one of the most comforting noises if you have grown up with that noise.
1: I really there. enjoy the sound of uh, wood pigeons. Oh, I don't even think I know what the sound is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the way that this has gone. <laughs> I love that this has gone this direction.
0: <laughs> I want that as my new noise when I get a text.
1: I'll record it really crisp and clear for you and send it over. Thank you. (laughs) Wood pigeon ASMR.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that is my fourth one. Short and sweet just always takes me
1: back to growing up by the sea. Mm, Love that. Um, Can't relate because I didn't, but I love that for you. (laughs) Um, Okay, next up for me, also simple, and it is... It's kind of two and one. First of all, just the act of putting the kettle on is just like a... Yeah. It's just that it's time to put the kettle on. It's just really nice. The click of the kettle, the noise of it boiling. It's just lovely. Um, the only thing that would make it better is if I had a whistling kettle because that would just be so oh, yeah. satisfying. But just putting the kettle on. And then second to that is just having a hot drink. Usually a cup of tea, but just a hot beverage in general is very, very comforting.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would almost put that not on there. Not much.
1: You can't solve with a tea. Exactly.
0: I always think there's not much like you just said i'm just gonna copy you not much you can't solve with a hot drink Do you know there's actually not much you can't solve with a hot drink funnily enough i did know that but yeah i almost put that one on there but i did think classic kira she's gonna put a cup of tea on there so that's definitely had too i feel like that's a very everyone would have that on their comfort list and i also think that everyone would have maybe my final one in some way shape or form on their comfort list. And mine mm-hmm. has some specific elements to it, but it's generally just going home and being in my parents' house or being with my family because I live a good few hours away, or on the train, I guess it takes me about three hours to get back to Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um And going home and just you know having dinner cooked, sitting by the fire in my parents' house, sitting on the sofa with my mum, it just comforts me in such a way that nothing else can. And I think for a lot of people, going home to where they grew up spending time with the people that they grew up with, that will be a comfort to a lot of people. I just, sitting by the fire, when I yeah. get in from, so I, not usually, when I get in from the train station, my dad will come pick me up, I'll sit by the fire, mum will bring me like a Diet Coke or something and then we'll just catch up and I'll move to the sofa when I get too hot and just watch TV with them or watch cute. a film and it just, it's something that I always actively do when I feel like I need to pick me up and it always works.
1: Do your parents still live in the house that you grew up in? Yes, they do. That's very cute. I know. Very cute. Love, Very cute, love cute. that. It's weird. I feel like I've got to uh I have to make my own home because I do not have childhood home um, anymore. Oh, that's I mean sad. it exists, <laughs> but someone else lives in it. So I feel like 69 Hazel Avenue that was like where what a lovely my... address Hazel it was Avenue. it was a lovely like estate there was like a maple something cherry road like it was really nice mm-hmm. streets Um, I mean the houses were very just like standard house but the names yeah. of the streets were particularly nice so 69 Hazel Avenue that was where we moved when I was in um I think year six and we stayed there until well I moved out when I was like 18 so that would be where I considered like my my predominant residence when I was a child. But obviously, my, and my stepdad sold that house, so someone else lives there now. Um, could go around and see them if I wanted, but they don't know who I am, so it would probably so be, a, be bit a bit weird. <laughs> <laughs> a bit weird for them, but for me, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's my house. My sister did find it on a right move recently, so mm, So it's about to change hands again. About to change, yeah. Someone else will have mems there, but yeah, it's like I think location can be very comforting, like going back yeah. to places that you. Like, have good memories of. But even even if the location's different, I guess going home and having like a caption with your mom yeah, will always exactly. comfort you.
0: It's, mm-hmm. I, I always think, like, it's the people and the place, but the people most of all. Um, there's definitely always going to be, whether it's, even if people, like, don't necessarily get on with their family, it might be their friends, it might be their partner, it might be their siblings, or anyone. Going back to the people that provide you comfort and you vice versa just mm-hmm. always,
1: like, warms the cockles of my heart the cockles wow how old are you yeah how do you feel about that word cockle that didn't I, I feel like that's a fun one you know that was fun yeah i feel like it's also beach themed which very on brand that's for you. relevant yeah uh, yeah and you know i think maybe it's like the ones that end in hard consonant that i struggle with cod like cod haddock trout in general i'm against mm. words that end in like a hard sound I just don't like them yeah, as much.
0: Yeah, now, now you've said it, I never want to hear the word cod again. I'm like, ugh, goosebumps. Whereas, like, you I'm know, in a good
1: way. cockle. It just sounds like a fun word. <laughs> cockle. cockle. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, <clears throat> my final one, and this kind of, I guess is related a little bit to yours, but not as, like, specific as, like, the the whole house experience, but kind of goes back to something that I connect to my mum and to, like, happy childhood experiences, and that is the Yankee Candle Christmas Eve scent. I love that Mm -hmm. scent my mum got me the advent calendar one year and that had it in. What a vibe. My mum would always get, like, a big Yankee Candle Christmas Eve that would be burnt, like, throughout mm-hmm. December. So, I associate it with her. She always has, like, a really nice smelling house though. Mum always has, like, just the, well, I mean, just the nicest smelling things in general. Perfume, reed diffusers, candles, you name it, she's mm. got it. But that one just feels like, so festive, so comforting. It's one of my favourite smells ever. Um, in general, it ticks all of my boxes for things that I like in candles but then specifically because I just, like, remember it with, like, childhood Christmas, which is like the most comforting feeling ever. It just always makes me so happy.
0: Yeah, I definitely think, as you, as we've said, it's like taste, sense, smells. Mm. They just
1: immediately comfort you if they relate so to your know, life. You smell you. I think smell does it more than anything mm. else. And I think yeah, I agree. Because like, my mum wears like such nice perfumes. I associate like DKNY, like the original women's one. I can remember her wearing that when I was in like on my first day of reception like I like distinctly that remember is it. so crazy and then <laughs> it can
0: also be definitely negative like sometimes I'll be walking down the street and I'll smell a certain mint like men's
1: aftershave and I'll be like oh great it's triggered yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then similarly I guess I went was in hospital once when I was having a blood transfusion and my mum was wearing a perfume called elemis and like I remember that and I'm like whoa Crazy. I was like, that takes me back. back. It also reminds me of jelly babies because I had jelly babies in hospital, So, jelly babies and aid. Um, but yeah. Diet of Kings. So, perfume. Yeah, that brings our
0: crazy comfort section to an end. I always feel like we go way overboard with the timings when we do a list. It's like there's just so you much start, fun start and, and you're like, we're going to be done
1: in five minutes, and then here we are. And then several hours was, yeah.
0: later. <laughs> yeah. It's a good job we only have one agony Ant this week because. There's been a lot going on in this main section. (laughs) But I'd love to know what other people's comforts are. Absolutely, Because I think the things that comfort us, a lot of people will have similar ones. So I think we should probably do a question box on
1: our stories when this episode goes out. Everyone will have their, like, specifics. But I feel like the the themes and, like, things that pop up for a lot of people, whether they might have different TV shows, different music, different food, but those basics that everyone has in their life in some capacity, they all do bring us yeah happiness which i think brings us back to the theme that it is really the little things in life that make you the happiest definitely this this has reminded
0: me of our small joys episode Mm. which i loved recording so yeah please let us know what comforts you and let's move on to the agony
1: Okay, so moving on to the Agony Ant section. I actually do not know what the question is this time because you have not shared the information with me. I actually didn't do that on purpose. I know, we just got carried away. (laughs) So um, with that in mind, do you want to enlighten both me and anyone listening about what Mm. this Agony Ant is? I think the reason that I didn't tell you this in advance is because
0: it's quite an easy question to answer and I feel (laughs) like we did, we have answered this one in some kind of way before, which the person that asked this question did reference that, she said she's still making her way through all the episodes so we might have answered it, but I actually think this one's, you know, it's good to keep keep recycling topics Mm -hmm. when they are relevant to a lot of people. So. This one is from the Agony Amp form, uh, which as always is linked in our podcast Instagram and my Instagram, and you can submit an anonymous question. And this one starts off by saying, been loving your podcast lately. It feels like I'm chatting with friends. Sending love from California. Hey, which, we're I so, so you'd enjoy that. I just think that's cool. So this question has a few questions. Um, she said, I was wondering how you two met and what were your first impressions of each other? Um, so we can answer that. But then the Agony and question is, how did you make friends when you are busy working and adulting? I feel, <laughs> how so I've messed that up. It said, how did you make friends um, and how do you do it now that you are busy working and adulting? I'm 21 and feel like my current friends and I don't share very, very many interests. So I'd like to find people who do any tips. So. Okay.
1: So, Do you want to talk about how we met? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we met through the internet. Um, mm-hmm. We both obviously... I swiped to... for her. No, yeah, you definitely would. Um, <laughs> so we both have booktube channels, obviously, um, but through like watching each other's videos, it became clear that we both lived in Leeds at the time. I obviously am from Leeds and was at university in Leeds, and we were like, oh, you know, that's fun. We're both in the north, love that for us. Um, but then was coming to the end of her degree and I decided to bite the bullet and I thought you know what there's an opportunity to make friends with someone here who lives locally and you know if you don't reach out to her now she might move away and you'll never speak to her again. So I just <laughs> said do you fancy going for coffee at Waterstones um, and the rest is in fact history. Yes. Yeah. And what was your first impression of me? <laughs> She'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no uh, I always thought you seemed really really nice. Um, I was like very nervous because I was like you never know if you're gonna like someone like just based on their internet persona I guess like you just can't really tell but you seem really nice obviously I knew that we had some similar interests so I just thought yeah she seems nice let's try and make a friend and yeah my first
0: impression was definitely that we shared a lot of the same interests which I think it's a really valid point that this person has made. Mm -hmm. When I think about all the people I'm friends with, a lot of them I don't share those, like, core interests with, like, in terms of hobbies and things that you do in your spare time. And I think it is really nice to have, you know, some of your friends at least, which you do share those interests that take up a lot of your time, you do share that interest with. Um, So I remember thinking oh, like, we share a lot of the same interests and hobbies, mm-hmm. so it'll be really it'll be really cool to have a friend that I can discuss those things with. Yeah. Because I'm a big, big believer that you have, like, a range of friends and they all, you know, you chat about different things with each of them or you get different things from different
1: people in your life. Yeah. And so it is really nice to have people who share those core interests with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I feel like, you know... If you make it a requirement that all of your friends have to share your core interest, then you're probably not going to have very many friends. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, and also like it's nice to have a bit of variety. I feel like in some ways, variety is the spice of life. We're very similar in other ways. We're quite different, so I feel like you know if you have friends who are only just like you, things will get a little bit boring. But is nice to have people who understand like your priorities and kind of share those values and things like that so I kind of yeah thought that we did kind of have that like mm. in common at least at the beginning of the friendship but then you know there are lots of people who you meet who you've got like some shared interest with who you don't really hit it off with and you wouldn't see yourself being like close friends with so I feel like it is kind of just like pure look that we ended up being like very similar yeah. in lots of ways and it just just worked
0: so yeah that's how we yeah, met clicked so that's our origin story (laughs) um but moving on to like the advice part of this question which was how do you make friends when you are like adulting and you're busy working which I do think um is a really tricky when you're an adult I remember moving to York and Mm. having no idea I only knew my cousin and I had absolutely no idea how to make friends um so shall I kick this off with some advice you You go go I'm going to recycle some of the advice I used when we last answered this because I still think it's very valid. Yeah. Um, but I would say one way to make friends is definitely friends of friends. So if you do know one person, if they're going out with their friends and they invite you along, go with them because you never know who you're going to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, friends of friends, I think, is a way, also a way, if you want to meet people romantically in an organic way, that's a way a lot of people meet their partners. Um, so always, if you get invited along with a friend who's going out with their friends, go with them you never know who will become your friend that way work if you know you're not going to hit it off on a personal level with everyone that you work with but you might end up meeting people that way through work if they invite you out for drinks Mm -hmm. um and then also if you're looking to meet people who have similar interests i would say consider going to a group or joining an event i remember Mm -hmm. when i first moved to york i went to a weekly writers group and it was so lovely every single week to you know chat with people who have that one common interest which was writing and that is a good way to meet people who do have those similar whether it be creative or whether it be a reading group or a sporting group those people that Mm -hmm. have that similar interest my housemate rose and she like met a lot of people through rowing because you know they all have that one interest that they all share and that's a starting point for a conversation.
1: I'm not gonna lie, I actually think I saw her rowing the other day. I don't know what she looks really? like, but the coach <laughs> can... So the coach, I was like by the like uh the like steps that you would come up from. So there's the river and then there's the steps and then you would walk through like Micklegate area. So there was like a boat going past with like a group of women rowing, um, and then they're mm. followed by a coach on like a speed boat or like an electric motorboat thing. And that coach shouted "Ellen," so I was like, mm, "Could that be?" Um, Maybe your mate. I was like, possibly. and it looked like people of like the right age. It didn't look like like. uh you know because like, sometimes there's like school groups that do rowing and stuff i was like mm, could yeah. be i know there is an ellen that rows so yeah I was like, oh, very well have J- then so to jay it might be em's housemate there and he's like oh great thanks for telling me i was like yeah I'm welcome
0: <laughs> 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 but i definitely do think that sporting i know that she's made friends through that sporting hmm. groups and clubs are definitely a way Absolutely. to make friends Um, And then my final piece of advice, I think I gave this last time is, if you are like new to adulting, you might have just graduated. And there are a lot of nowadays online platforms, I used to work for one called New Graduate, but I know there's one called Truly Twenties, there are a few like online platforms with Facebook groups attached to them that, have, um, that are focused on people in their early 20s or people who have just graduated. And you can put in there, I've just moved to this location. Is mm-hmm. anyone else do you want to meet up? And I actually know one of my friends um, or someone that I chatted to when I worked at New Graduate, she put it out in London and a group of them met up in London just based off this online platform and now they're like a really close group of friends that do stuff every week. And so I think the internet, obviously people used to warn you, don't talk to strangers on the internet, but it can be a really (laughs) great at facilitating friendships. So definitely that's
1: something else to consider. Absolutely. Um, Okay, so I feel like a lot of my advice will be quite similar. Um, Since leaving school... I really haven't made a huge amount of friends like actual close friends that I've made since leaving school have been you who obviously I just said met you through YouTube mm-hmm. and then also our friend Sarah who I met because she came to a yoga class that I was teaching and ended up coming to them regularly and then we just kind of became friends through that so those are the only like two like close friendships that I've made since leaving school I think it does take a lot more effort to make friends yeah I um, agree. and you obviously have less time so I don't think that it's important to have a huge social circle as maybe you would have been accustomed to in school so it's like about you know recognizing that maybe your social circle will be smaller but having those meaningful friendships is I think will satisfy your need for like mm. that kind of like friendship connection so I've met two people through two different platforms there through the internet through engaging with people who have similar interests and then in person just wasn't trying to make a friend but I just did by chance by going to well teaching a year class and someone came who I got on with so I feel like going to exercise classes obviously that applies yeah. to me because I enjoy doing that but like other types of classes that I've gone to recently as well I've gone to some pottery classes um, and if you go to things regularly enough you'll meet people who have the same interests as you I do think that in those kinds of circumstances it becomes like a little bit like, more likely that you'll start making friends with people who maybe aren't in your, like, direct age bracket. Um, And maybe just people who you have similar interests to and hobbies and things that you like to prioritise that are the same. So I feel like maybe opening your mind to, like, different people that you could be friends with and not just, like, limiting yourself to the people who are, like, in your... would have been in your year at school could be a good one. Um, Just putting yourself out there, I think, is big because people are busy so I think you have to be intentional with it and so if you want to make Mm -hmm. friends you have to kind of put that effort in and let people know that you want to be friends with them because otherwise you know if you don't tell people they just won't know so I feel like yeah go out do things that you enjoy doing and meet people who also enjoy doing those things because then you'll make friends with people who have the same interests as you (laughs) Yeah,
0: I think it is really difficult once you leave maybe university or school or whatever it is, like, going into the adult world. Mm. Friendships, because people are busier, like you said, are more intentional. And it can feel like you're not going to make friends. But it it took me, like, I would say a solid year before I had other friends. Um, COVID didn't help, but... Uh, it, it is hard as an adult yeah. to make friends, but if you're worrying about it, it will happen. Like people do, always want to have friends and are willing to go out and make friends themselves. So putting yourself out there and being intentional about it, it can be like scary, but it is the way to do it. I think in adult life. Yeah. So, yeah I hope that helps. Um, as always, if we answer your question and it does help, or you know, like with the date ones, if the date went well, like with this, if mm-hmm. you do end up making friends, we'd love to know the outcome of it, yeah. that because it's nice to know I like it when people report back <laughs> keep us filled in yeah so I think that's the end of this episode I think it's gonna be a pretty long one we
1: had a long roundup and a we long did. list theme but you know it's fun we haven't recorded for a while it needed even to though for everyone listening it's just the same amount of episodes but for us it's been a while yeah so yeah it's been it's been like 10 days that's a long time for us not to have
0: an in-depth face time really roundup. long time crazy stuff So thank you for listening and we will see you next week with another episode. See you next week.